Hi guys, welcome back to Previously Gifted. Today we have a guest. It's been a long time since Nathan's been on the pod, but today we are gonna be chatting about babies because <laughs> I have baby fever and I will get into that, um, but Nathan's not wearing any headphones, so for the intro song I had to kind of try to sing it to you. Did that help? It did. It was more the dance moves than the singing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been told that my body just speaks volumes you know <laughs> oh god <laughs> just keep laughing for like five minutes everyone's gonna be like that joke was not that funny okay so yes today's episode we're gonna be talking about my baby fever you can weigh in whether or not you have baby fever what is that called in the uk brooding uh, broody, yeah. Broody, broody. yes. I, I think, don't uh, quote me on that. Don't yet. quote him, God. <laughs> don't you fucking dare. Um, and we're also going to be answering some questions that people sent me on my Instagram about, um, I guess, our, our future potential parenting philosophies. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that we can get into, but first let's chat about... Uh, wait, first of all, I think it's important to address the fact that we are not currently trying to have children. We are not currently pregnant. No, many years before we will be actually trying to have children. So this many. is just, I don't know, few, few yeah. couple. Let's say a few. How do you feel about having children at this point or like in the well, next I'm two years? I'm 28 years old mm -hmm. and you're what? You're 20 25. <laughs> Hi, I'm <laughs> Tiffany Ferguson. Nice to meet you. And um, I would like, in my head, I've always had around uh, 30 Age 30. 30 kids. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great podcast. So <laughs> Age 30, I think I would want my first kid. 29, I'm okay with 29, which mm. only gives us a year. Ooh, uh -oh. I'm just saying, if uh, accidents happen. What What is it about 30 that feels right to you? It's, it's more of, um, I feel like... I've had a good life independently, so I think I'm ready to have like a family. And also, I think about my my parents as grandparents mm. as well. I'd also like to see them um, as young grandparents. If that makes sense. Right. Nathan's mom has already been oh, asking because Nathan's the oldest, and he has a slightly younger sister. And yeah, they got a lot of pressure for uh, tons for of pressure. grandkids. Which I get is so like funny. Uh, boy names through text message. Once just in a suggestions. while, just, the other one the other day was Preston. Mm -hmm. My mom was like, "Oh, I love Preston. It's a really nice boy name." Wink. Right. And You're I'm like, like "Thanks, mom." It's a nice <laughs> dog a name as well. Mm, Preston. No, I like Dexter as a dog name. Dexter. Well, that's another conversation. It's a, obviously the I like the series as well. So that's why. So you want your dog to, to be, be a murderer, a, yes. a killer of serial killers. Right. Honestly, good idea. Right. Yeah, I would say for me, I don't think I've ever had an age necessarily that I've like targeted, but I do agree that there's, that, well, for women, it's like, obviously there's like a biological component. Mm. And so it's like, when's the prime time for your body? When are things less complicated? But then it's also like, you have to weigh your career or like, when are you ready to, to settle? Oh, this, is, this gets into so much. I'm like, oh, wait. Like, everything we've talked about when it comes to, um, like, being a working mom. And, like, for moms, I think it's... Or, you know, for not men, parents. I think it's very difficult to... Um, 
strike that balance if you do want some sort of a career. Right. Whereas, you know, fathers can kind of just continue doing what they're doing. And there's been a lot of information that say, like, fathers tend to be more successful at work and, like, get promotions after they've had kids. Mm -hmm. And then mothers have the opposite experience where, like, they are assumed that they'll do worse at their job or they're even fired for getting pregnant. Right. I've never been the type to, to think like, oh, I want to be married by this age. I want to have kids. I want to have this many kids by this age. Um, I've generally always known that I wanted to be a mom, but like, yeah, the specifics were never a consideration because I just couldn't even envision what my future might look like. Um, but my sister had her baby, my first ever nephew this year. And um, the whole the whole process of like her pregnancy and keeping up with her was really exciting and obviously you know i haven't been able to met <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> i was going so well i've seen up you have to met i haven't been able to meet my nephew yet obviously due to covid and everything but I have just been obsessed with learning more about like her as a new mother and um, also my whole Instagram explore page ever since she was pregnant is all babies, it's newborns, it's pregnant moms and I'm like okay Instagram so you know I have baby fever. Um, a lot of YouTubers that I follow have also just had kids so I've been keeping up with Melanie Murphy, Raw Beauty Christie just had her uh, child. And then Hannah Witten is starting to um, do some family planning with her husband. And so, yeah, I just feel like I'm like surrounded on all sides by baby content. And I'm just like, oh, I love babies. But then I'm also slightly horrified at the actual thought of myself being pregnant because I know I'm going to be a nightmare. Right. <laughs> Nathan and I have <laughs> talked about this. You're just like, yes, absolutely. Um, even even when I'm sick or like, you know, when I have when I had COVID, um, I'm, I am a nightmare. Even just my everyday state, I'm a little bit like, you know, I'm constantly complaining about something. I'm tired. I feel sick. Oh, can you make me something to eat? So like, <laughs> I cannot imagine what I'll be like if I have, you know, a rough pregnancy. So and that's I'm going to be reading it throughout it on our pain scales. So if you give me a 9 and 10, I know then, okay, we're in serious trouble. Right. So Nathan and I have a pain scale because I, he'll like, you know. You over-dramatize a pain. <laughs> That's what it is. Something will happen and I'll go, ow, and he'll go, oh, did that hurt? How much? And I go, hmm. Well, like sometimes a... you'll say ow before I've even made contact with you. Yes. And then you know it's bullshit. But mm. it, hey, that's a reaction. It's a verbal reaction to incoming stimulus <laughs> very scientific but i like to be honest with my pain rating so sometimes it'll be an ouch and i'll say it is a it's a 1.5 out of 10 which is true because it's out of 10 so a zero would be no pain and 10 would be max pain so 1.5 is some pain it's not but an he ouch thinks pain. he thinks it's not an ouch but no. any amount of pain is an ouch worthy pain right. for me the other thing is if when you're real sick I know we're going off topic here. Mm -hmm. Whenever you say, can you make me something to eat? I always say, okay, she's fine. She's eating. <laughs> it's like a sick dog, you know? If a dog's sick, if you've got to feed it food, if it doesn't eat, mm, that's then you, when know you know the dog's in trouble. Yeah. I'm not calling you a dog, but... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, yeah, I'd have to be really, really sick. I, there were times when, when we had COVID where... 
like food tasted weird and like my appetite was different. Yeah, that's a symptom though, isn't it? Yeah, but I was still hungry. <laughs> and <laughs> luckily food was still a comfort, so that was good. Okay, should we just get into some of these uh, questions? Absolutely. Ugh. Did you have any that you wanted to start with? I had one, but I kind of put you on the spot a little bit with it. Uh-oh. And I just wanted to get your views of it. What is it? Um, would you... Uh, what's kind of your views on raising your baby uh, vegan or non-vegan? Okay, I was like, what's it going to be? <laughs> that was a question that was asked by a lot of people. Um, we've talked about this before in another podcast episode. But uh, maybe my views have changed since then. I don't think so. So, yeah, I've thought a lot about how to raise kids in terms of diet. Because, like, I grew up, like, eating, like, actual junk food and fast food, like, way too often. So that's why my taste is really terrible still. Is like, it's, it's like a struggle to force myself to eat certain vegetables or, like... <laughs> not just eat beige food that I throw in the oven. So, um, yeah, I, I want my kids to eat well and I want them to be healthy and obviously, but, um, the thing I have with a vegan diet is like, even through my process, I've had to try to navigate, like, how do I prevent myself from getting deficiencies? How do I know that my diet's well-rounded? Like, what if I'm missing something? Which by the way, was probably true when I wasn't vegan as well, because I was eating like junk and definitely not like a balanced diet then either. But I think when you intentionally make a diet decision, like going vegan or even vegetarian, you have to, I think you just become more aware of things and you're like, oh, I need my B12 and everything else. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to raising a vegan child, I'm very scared to like make my kid deficient in something. And like, that's obviously a big concern of mine. So I would either have to really know exactly how to feed them in like an optimal way but I also think I want to give them the space to decide um, how they would like to eat once they're old enough and also you are not vegan even though we eat vegan a lot together and I don't want to force you to not have a decision in right. our kids diets either so what would you think? Mine's more of like the second part of what you, your answer. It's more of like a, I guess, like an ethical thing where I would, the thought of not giving them the choice when they're old enough to um, l understand it more, learn about it. Because I'm sure you, you'll teach them mm -hmm. about like the failures of the meat industry and the dairy industry and what it can do, the harms it can do to your body and all this sort of stuff. Um, I just... I don't like the thought of taking that choice away from them mm -hmm. and I just think that's where I, I kind of struggle um, yeah I mean like I don't know I don't know how vegan parents or households navigate this like um, I have one friend who's been a lifelong vegetarian she's like literally never eaten meat and um, I don't know how she feels about it I don't know if she I don't think she feels any like regret because she's not interested in eating it but yeah, it is an interesting question, like, oh, how does making this decision for your child affect how they'll think when they grow up? Right. But also it's interesting because, obviously, as society, we are conditioned to believe that, like, a regular standard diet is normal. So it's like, right. even though there could be arguments to, like, you know, it's not most ethical or it's not, you know, the healthiest or whatever, like, there are certain... Um, um, the other thing is by then by the time they're, they're, we have children they could be coming out of like lab grown meat and stuff so the landscape mm. could change completely 
Yeah, I definitely see like people have asked, or I think you asked me recently if I would eat that. I still wouldn't because I don't have an interest in eating meat, whether it's lab grown or not. But I think that it's a potentially cool option if it's more affordable and blah, 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 because it is more ethical um, in not needing to actually farm animals for it. So yeah, I'd definitely be open to my kids eating that if they are interested. But yeah, it's complicated. And I think the whole idea, again, for me, it's like a nutrition issue. Um, And also, yeah, I want my kids to be, as you'll see in my responses to the rest of the questions, I want my kids to be, you know, critical thinkers. I want them to think for themselves. And as much as I'm going to share my own um, beliefs, I don't want them to feel like those are the only options for them. Next question, I got a lot of people asking, where would you like to raise your child, UK or US? I'll let you start. Um, it's a loaded question. I know, there's a lot to that. Um, well, first of all, I'll say we don't even know where we want to live just as a couple. So it's like when you factor in obviously kids and like bigger future decisions and settling down more, that is like, there are so many variables and obviously it's very complicated for both of us to to make that decision and whichever decision we make is gonna, you know, involve a lot of travel to visit the other place. Right. And wherever we settle at first doesn't necessarily mean that we'll stay there forever. So our children will be very well traveled children. They'll be well traveled, but I also hate that. I hate that well, I hate flying and I don't like like, I hate flying because I have, like, a fear of flying, but also um, I obviously don't like the um, environmental impact. It's, like, the worst part of my carbon footprint. So I feel bad, like, having to go on lots of long-haul flights to do that. But also, like, that's just with our relationship or with anyone who has family that lives far away or in another country, that's just a part of your life. Unless you're fine with not seeing people frequently, but that's something that we value. Right. It's like essential travel, necessary. Like, there's no other way of. I know. I'm like, I've it, so. I've looked at it. I'm like, can, can we, be critical can we take it, a but... boat? But then, <laughs> yeah. cruise ships are probably even the worse. Might come in by then. Hyperloop. Can you imagine? Uh-huh. I would be. I think I'd be scared no matter what. Whether it's like underwater or like planes scare me, cruise ships scare me. So right. I think I'm only good with solid ground travel. So if they could just build a. I don't even like bridges that much. They'd have to just build a land bridge. A land bridge. If that's possible. Yeah, it's organic. Take days to get from one end to the other. Well, then you can put a fast train on it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What was my question? Oh, living in the US or the UK. Um, Well, what are the factors that would impact? Uh, I think for me, uh, I don't know, that's a a great question. Listen, it's, uh, I think being close to family is, is ideal, isn't it? In terms of like, you know, you, you ever need someone to babysit or come over or lend a hand and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's a very fortunate thing to have is family close by. Mm-hmm. Just to mention like Nathan's, Nathan's upbringing has been very different than mine in that sense to where like you, you literally have like yeah. both sets I of grew, grandparents, I, right. family all within just a few miles really. And my experience was like, you know, I had family within a couple hours or like a seven hour drive mostly. So like family across different states. But I wish that I had that same thing where like, oh, all my family pretty much lives in this one area. Cause that would be so convenient. Where I grew up, uh, we all, I had my um, 
my grandma, granddad, my nan, and uh, my other grandfather um, live in the same town as me. And my grandma's house was no word of a lie. You could walk there in 45 seconds mm-hmm. from one house to the other. And then my other, my nan's house, again, no word of a lie. You could walk there in like five to ten minutes. No word of a lie. No word of a lie. Tell the truth. Gospel truth. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It kind of seems like a word of a lie. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's wild because I, yeah, I, I mean, I've lived at different points. Like, you know, some grandparents might be in the same city back when we lived in uh, Phoenix. But then when we moved, it was like, yeah, everyone's all over the place. So I'm jealous of that. And I definitely agree that having family around is a big deal. That's another thing that I'm thinking about in terms of our future paths is like, if we're going to live somewhere, I'd like to live within a short-ish distance to whichever of our families is near. So like, I would love to be closer to my sister because we've always wanted to like live closer in our adult lives, but it's just never happened yet. And then, you know, I'd obviously love to be near my parents and my brothers as well. But again, we're across like California, Arizona. Who knows if someone's going to move somewhere else? So it adds a lot of complications. But I would love the, the free childcare. That'd be great. The other thing that plays into it is I was speaking to a friend at work who's uh, had two babies now. And he told me that you have to prepare 10 grand to have a child you know, mm. born yeah. here in New York. Um, I don't know how true that is. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the actual cost to. of childbirth, yeah. Know, yeah, apparently, like, there's some shadiness in terms of, like, insurance. Like, one minute, like, the mother's insured, but then as soon as the baby comes out of the womb, that baby then needs its... doesn't have insurance, so the bills start getting charged to that baby. I know, I'm like, oh, that's an uninsured baby. Sorry, I haven't started the policy for my newborn. Right. One second later, yeah. Again, I haven't heard about that, but casual, sense. casual conversation. I don't actually know the facts behind all of this, but like... Insurance that... in America, in the US, is just... It's nonsense. And it does not... It's not consistent, and it never is logical. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. Yeah, the actual cost of uh, childbirth, that's one thing, like, you know, if we ever move to the UK. I'm very much looking forward to the NHS. I want that national healthcare baby. Um, because yeah, the, the system here is trash. And that's, that's a factor just like in the whole life of your family, not just the birth, but just to like, just the basic to know that, you know, your family is covered if you need anything. Right. And yes, it's not a perfect system, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's, a million times better than here and now that you've lived here for a couple of years i'm sure you agree with that for me the nhs is a far better system than but we don't even have a system system. it's just like we just let these private insurance companies fuck us over and we have no other option and our government won't give us a public option or you know medicare for all no i understand that yeah Well, similar, next question, someone asked, basically, would we want to send our kids to public or private school? Um, And I feel like that plays into the decision of UK or US as well. Um, For me, I would definitely say regardless of where we are, I would want public schooling. Just not a fan. I don't need private school. I can't imagine being in a bougie enough position to want to pay extra for school. But also, I love supporting the public school systems. I think it's important to to keep your kids in that even if you are someone of means who maybe could afford you know a a cushy private education but also 
I have no expectations for how much money we'll actually be right. earning when we have kids. So yeah, let's play it uh, with a budget-friendly option. But do you have an opinion on like UK? The UK school system is fascinating to me. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, without diving too much into the the school schooling, because um, you can go to. I I was raised in like a a, a sort of um, public school. Then you have like grammar schools and all that sort of stuff. Is um, grammar school a private school? No, it's just based on your curriculum. So like if you pass certain tests, you can go into that grammar school. So it's a more advanced... Correct. Academic school? Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine... I, I don't, I'm not educated enough on it to really have a, an opinion. All I know is... Um, you have to be in a financial position to be able to send them to private school. Right. And also, I feel like I have a, a bias against the elites. Um, but, you know, obviously being raised in like a low-income family and I always went to public schools, obviously. Um, the kids that I knew that did go to our local Orange County private schools were like mostly, you know, all very rich kids. And yeah, sure, you might be able to get a scholarship, whatever. But... I, from what I've read about um, the impacts of going to a private school and how that like affects your confidence and like maybe you might be overconfident because private schools, especially expensive ones, tend to like inflate grades and kind of give these kids whatever they want because their parents pay so much money. That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true. You guys can let me know uh, if you've had a different experience. And I know not every private school is necessarily like the most expensive and bougie. But, but the yeah. public schools here are a problem, aren't they? Can't you live in like a, a well-off uh, community and have a really good school that's more funded than a, a low-income community? Right, yeah. There are definitely problems with the ways that public schools are funded in the U.S., um, and especially here in New York City. It's very complicated, and I, don't, I can't even pretend to know, you know the intricacies of it. But yes, so they're funded by the, um, I think the house... house tax property taxes yes uh of the area so obviously a well-off area is gonna have a much better funded school teachers better teachers probably you know better pay so you know um and in terms of like resources and like the actual facilities it's gonna be completely different and that's one thing is like again i'm from south orange county even though our family did not have money um the schools that we went to were like top schools and they were great and like even you know the rich kids who went to my public schools went to the public schools because they were very good quality so yeah i mean that's definitely a factor in the decision and that's why parents care so much you know when you're looking for a house or looking for where you want to live obviously the school system is major because you want your kids to get a good education but it is also fucked that obviously so many people can't afford to be placed in a better school system and so hopefully we can fix that too because it's bullshit and classist oh yeah the last thing i wanted to mention about schools somebody had asked about um like gun violence Mm -hmm. and if that impacts your opinion of like u.s schools just the fact that that's a factor it does yeah but it does it does (laughs) it does i'm like hey would you rather (laughs) if your kids literally had to do you know you have like those sort of like um, drills drills yeah absolutely it's it's yeah i mean even just guns in general is kind of uh an issue obviously i mean like in our consideration of like u.s versus uk choices like the fact that guns are not 
like a large issue in the UK. Right. Obviously, you guys have your own issues, maybe like knife violence, but right. it's not the same. Um, and yeah, the fact that, you know, gun violence and, and the threat has to be such a big part of American life, would even though we're your, so used to it. Would you want your ch- switch uh, from gun? Would you want your child to um, have a school uniform or to not have a school uniform? Oh, school uniforms. <laughs> That's an interesting thing because I didn't even realize until I met you that UK schools, do they all have uniforms or are there like very uh, yeah. few that don't? So like public schools have uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like Australia too? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah so in, in the US, obviously, I think primarily only private schools have uniforms or maybe some like specialty schools that might be public, but like different. It's like the standard public school in the U.S. doesn't have uniforms. So obviously I'm coming from a position of being against it because, you know, as a kid, I don't think I would have liked uniforms. But I have heard some some benefits in that, like, oh, at least everyone dresses the same. Like, you don't have to worry about getting dressed. You don't have to worry about, you know, what you wear to school five days a week, which would be a nice thing. Um the closest thing we had was like our PE uniforms, which was kind of nice, even though people, of course, do what they can to adjust them and like, you know, add their own little personal flair to it. Right. But um, but also I did like the personal touch and the creativity of getting dressed for school, even though it like can be stressful. I think it's still a nice little outlet and like it's a way to feel yourself, you know, going to school in a nice little outfit. Uh-huh. Big fan. (laughs) Rolling up to like sixth grade with my little tank top. Oh yeah, appropriate. My little cropped cardigans to give me sleeves for dress code and like some plastic jeans. Plastic brand jeans, not like actual plastic jeans. That would have been like nineties nineties moment. But what what did you think about uniforms? I I I don't really have an opinion on it too much and i just uh i like the aspect of just not thinking about having to get changed into anything and you kind of you're all the same mm-hmm. still people are adding little quirky things to their to their uniform and what about like shoes like could you oh, show off with some fancy shoes no everyone had to like wear like black shoes oh okay. or plimsolls i remember plimsolls what the fuck is that they're like uh, i think it's plimsolls 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 I think that's what they're called. Okay. It's very embarrassing. I don't know uh, what not. that is. They used to be like these, like, um, like Tom's. Do you know Tom's okay, sneakers? Yeah. Like those, but like black. Oh, cool. And they cool. used to be comfortable. Cool. But um, that was mainly primary school where I wore those. And then, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, they used to just be these big, chunky black shoes that were very uncomfortable to Honestly, wear. I'd be a fan. I love Serious chunky black blisters shoes. on the back of my, like, heels, you know? All right, not a fan. Yeah, no. you're right. Well, what about on the weekends? Did you feel like you got to, like, go wild? Or, like, when you see people outside of school, were you trying to, like, flex your outfits? Yeah. I mean, oh, I've seen pictures of your outfits know, through, exactly. <laughs> through your childhood. <laughs> and they were, they were a lot. So, uh, you were probably wearing, like, long shorts with, like, flip-flops and like a button-up shirt and your hair all gelled up. Have you ever up? seen like your teacher out of like hours? Outside of school. Yeah, Ugh. and they're in like casual clothes. That You're would like, be what like the fuck? every day with your friends. They yeah. would be in casual clothes and you'd be like, oh, what that's are you style. wearing? That's yeah. what you look like at home? Yeah. <laughs> okay, different person. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like it's like uniforms are like business wear for kids. 
the pain in the ass about the uniform. We were going so off topic with the the, this whole the, the baby conversation thing. is about uniforms. Um, was you'd have your summer uniform, which mum was like actually similar to this. It used to be black um, sweater with the school logo, and in the summer you'd have a blue collar polo underneath. Mm-hmm. But in the winter you'd have to wear your white shirt with your tie. Mm-hmm. And then you'd always be that kid that came, like the day of where you could change over to to like the blue. Oh yeah. And you were the one that came in with the white because you didn't get the memo about changing uh... and you just to be like the dork. Or when we had non uniform days mm-hmm. for charity and stuff, you come in with your uniform and everyone else is dressed oh, as casual. No. Can you imagine the embarrassment? You guys did that for charity. Yeah, like red Dress nose day. Red nose oh, day. Red you'd nose have day. like. Um, non-uniform days oh. and you pay like 50p to like participate in wearing just wow. normal casual clothes did you guys ever do like crazy dress up day or like theme dress up days um yeah like i think some days you did like pink days where you'd have to have something pink oh fancy for like breast cancer okay no because in the in in public schools here we like we always have like spirit week and then they'll have like certain themes like it could be all kinds of shit, like crazy hair day, twin uh, day, um, dress like a tourist day. Tourist, not tourist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next question. Someone asked, how do you want to raise your kids ideologically? So that's like in terms of like the whole damn thing. What do you want your kids to be like? What's the worldview? What's politics? What do we do? I have to start by saying there are a lot of parenting books that I obviously will read once I'm moving into that chapter and like there's a lot that I specifically want to read about to figure out how to address like you know how do you address delicate topics with your kids how do you learn how to have those conversations because like as an adult knowing how to navigate these things is one thing but trying to figure out how you talk with kids about it how do you explain um, to kids about those things is a whole other issue so I have a lot of books to read but in general, I mean, did you did you have a thought or I could go? I have a thought. I think I just relate back to a conversation I had with a dad probably a month ago now. With a dad or your dad? No, with a dad. With a dad. Yeah, yeah newly dad to a second child. Oh, a new dad. Like a co-worker. A friend. A co-worker. <laughs> I was like, why are you having this conversation <laughs> with a dad? Who's the dad? Okay, cool. Um, and he, I, I asked a similar question, but more, more on the lines of like preparing yourself for like fatherhood. Mm. And he said, there's nothing you can do, no prep in, in, in advance. <laughs> no studying. No studying. And you have this vision of how you're going to be and of all these course. lessons that you're going to teach and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And he says, you can take all that and throw it out the window as soon as you have a kid. Right. It just changes. So like, I don't want this to sound like a cop-out answer, but it's going to sound like a cop-out answer. You don't answer. know to, you know? I'm going to, yeah. Or you'll I'm just going to ride the wave. <laughs> I I, I, I I like to say it like this. Um, I, 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 I I go by this. If I if I can uh, raise my kid, it's gonna sound quite egotistical and big headed. If I can raise my kids half as well as the way my parents raised me, I think I'm gonna do an okay job. Mm-hmm. Do you mean? And I don't mean that as like, oh look at me, I'm like perfect. Blah, blah. You mean Just, your parents I, parented I, well? I, I like to think I'm polite. What? <laughs> I do. I like to think I'm polite. I, like I also th- like to think I'm polite. I like to think I'm polite. I like to think I'm. Um, I valued education. 
growing up. Mm-hmm. I was I'm not saying I was like I, I was not a flat out A's across the board. I wasn't at all. I just valued education. I enjoyed education. Um, and I think that's I think that's about it. <laughs> oh, and I, like I love my family, and my family loved me, and. I made good friends and all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. so I think like there and in itself lies a basis of, of being a good person. And like right. you think I'm a good person. Does this, any of this making sense yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just like, I would think that if I could do that to my kid, then everything else kind of comes on top. Because again, I don't want to like be forcing my kid with different like ideas and different like, um, like political views and I'd like for the you know I'd like for them to be critical thinkers like you said earlier for them to figure that sort of stuff out themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say regarding like parents prepping and stuff. I I'm sure there are parents listening right now, and you know my answers are gonna sound very idealistic. The answers of someone who has not have a ki- had a kid. So you know I know that you know you can plan as much as you want as you said, but I'm sure the actual experience of raising a child is very different than the expectations. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's, I think a difference between, you know, just in general, as a parent, you're like, I want the kid to survive and I'd like him to not be a dick. Like, I'd like him to be a good person. I hope they like me. I hope we have a decent family. The other thing I'd like to add on what I was saying before was also, I feel like, um, kindness was something that was kind of installed in me uh, by my parents. Installed? Instilled, uh, in me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. The other thing I was going to say was you're bound to make so many mistakes as a parent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I I like to think... Let me present you with my vision. I like to think that generally I want to be... I don't know about, like, the philosophies, like, somebody asked me about, like, attachment parenting or gentle parenting or whatever. I don't know what all of those entail exactly. But um, I can say I envision myself to be a very, I think, a gentle parent. Like, like I don't want to spank my kids. I don't want to hit them anyway. Obviously, that's not the type of um, consequences or anything that I would ever consider. Um, <laughs> sometimes people say that and, and parents will be like, well, you think until... And I'm like, no, I hope I never need to hit my kids to get them to listen. But um, I do want to be very... Um, yeah, I guess it is gentle. Like, you know, I, I, I want to be the type of parent that, like, wants to sit and talk with their kids. Because um, I, I mean, my parents, the way that I was raised is interesting. I feel like I was, like, a very independent kid. And as you asked me off camera, I was never grounded. I, I feel like my parents would try to say we were grounded, but it didn't actually work. So, like, I never understood, like, my friend's parents who would, like, actually go through with like grounding their kids or giving them certain formal consequences my childhood was very like free and like not in like a hippie sense it was like a very chaotic freedom because like my parents were like young and just had four kids so we were all just kind of running wild but um yeah we never like we never had like organized chores we didn't like i i don't remember there being a lot of um order in like the the household generally and no 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 uh no roasting my parents I know my mom's watching this hi mom um but I mean they were young and they were learning how to make things work and I'm sure they would do a lot of things differently but um so I like to think in contrast to how I was raised I would want a little more order um 
it's funny the idea of chores still like kind of makes me laugh but that's like the <laughs> that's like the rebellious teenager in me being like oh you're gonna make a chore chart mom like sure <laughs> Yeah, that'll last. Would you um, give your kids uh, an iPad and stuff like Ooh, that? Ooh, okay. Well, that's a whole thing. First, let's, let's talk about, um, I guess, discipline. Like, do you agree? Like, you want to be more gentle? Or, like, how, how was huh? your experience? How did your parents deal with you? I mean, I definitely got shouted at. <laughs> <laughs> right? Definitely a few times. But, um, uh, I mean... Like, were you ever grounded? Never. Yeah. Oh, they attempted did they, a few did, times. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, that, were your that, siblings that grounded? That was not going down. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> my, yeah. We, yeah, never were grounded. Never had, like, a naughty step. Naughty um, step? What is that? You gotta watch uh, your, your, your nanny programs. They, there's, like, a specific like point in a house whether that's a naughty corner oh, a naughty okay step, a corner where you like <laughs> no 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 they, they have that like go to the corner thing but yeah. I've never heard of a naughty step yeah it's just like a step a little place to sit yeah it's usually the bottom of the stairs or something <laughs> like that <laughs> but every time you go up and down the yeah. stairs you're like skip the naughty step right reminds me of all the times I've been in time out right mm -hmm. um, we were told to go to our rooms a lot mm. go to your rooms right well go to your room right and then, then um, and then you just sit in there and like you just sit in there. I remember once I got like shouted up by my parents, and I um, <laughs> went upstairs and I listened to my record player. It was um, was it an was... actual record player? Yeah, it was like, like an old a CD school... player. No, old school record. Player. Records, cool. But You're it had a cool tape compartment and tapes, cool. Yeah. How old are you? At this time, I don't know. I just <laughs> no. I mean, I was joking now, but. <laughs> I'm like, they still had cassettes in the UK um, in what, the early 2000s? And then I, I sat there and I just remember being so angry. I played the song, it went, Slowly rivers flow to the sea, to the sea. And I was just crying. <laughs> what? <laughs> because I was just like, my, my life is so miserable. Oh, my mom like, just yelled my, at me. My, my parents just, yelled at me. And then I was hoping they might hear me playing Stop the sad it. song. Stop. To walk into my room and let me out my room. Or hear you crying loudly. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So I think I'd probably be um, a gentle parent, definitely. I'm not going to hit my kid or anything like that. But I'm How do you feel about yelling, though? Raising my voice, I probably would. Mm. I wouldn't yell at like, a, my young kid, but like my teenage kid who's I'm sure, yeah. done something stupid. Yeah. I don't know if I... I don't know. Have the patience to not raise your voice. <laughs> right. That's even like sometimes you, I like snap. Mm -hmm. And like you snap back at me, but like it's just dependent on mood and stuff. We recently, we don't fight. Like we really truly have not had like an actual fight. Like we've argued, but then we usually talk it out <laughs> like five minutes later. We recently had an argument because I painted my nails and they were fresh and they were not fully dried yet. We were dancing, having a great time. And maybe... Nathan held my hands a certain way and he almost messed up my nails and I went, baby, I went, you, what did I say? What did um, I say? Like, you're touch, you stop touch, touching my yes, fucking nails. Yeah, yeah. I was like, they're not dry yet. Like, that's just my tone of voice. It's very shrill. I'm sorry you had to hear that, especially in a microphone. But like, that's just my tone of voice if I am saying anything with emphasis. And, and Nathan said that I yelled at him and I was like, I didn't yell at you. And we were filming it because it was for my second of the day. So he's like, look at the video. 
Look at the video. See if you yelled at me. And I was like, oh my God, no, this is embarrassing. So I got to actually watch myself and judge whether or not that reaction was a yell. And I could argue. No. But you have to look at the intention behind it. Did I raise my voice to an extent? Yes. But I wasn't trying to yell at you. I was maybe... Define yelling. I was maybe yelling in general. Define (laughs) Define what yelling is. I don't think I can even yell if I wanted to. No, but define yelling. No, I yelled earlier, actually, when the fucking kettle wouldn't boil and the toaster wasn't working. I was like, fuck! Um, define yelling. I mean, I feel like there has to be anger behind a yell. So, were I you not angry my... at the time I touched your nose? No, no, no. I was, I was, I was, it was just a moment. Of, it was like a, a reaction. Don't fucking touch my nails! <laughs> you guys be the judge. Was I yelling or not? Would you classify it as a shout or raising your voice? Anyway, I would like to think, though, as a parent, that I don't want to... I mean, nobody wants to raise that. I would love to shout at my kids all the time. But I do want to be careful because even like verbal fights can have a really big impact on kids. So like, I don't want to get in the habit of yelling at my kids and I really want to work on my patients and hopefully be able to just like actually talk with them. But I'm sure they're going to test my patients and I'm sure I'm going to want to yell at them and I'm sure I will yell at them at some point, hopefully when they're old enough to handle it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, there's a big difference, I think, between how you parent like a toddler we've had discussions about this like um you know when we're in like a store and you see like a kid having a tantrum right and you think like oh how would i handle that or like oh look at that parent like not you know handling their kid or sometimes the worst is like you'll see the parent yelling at the kid and the kid's having a meltdown and it's just like of course as an outsider in the shoes of that that, that parent who's like feeling like they're being judged having a breakdown it's like oh my god they're thinking i'm like the worst parent in the world so then you start yelling at your kid because you need your kid to shut down (laughs) all this embarrassment not shut down right right all this uh embarrassment so it's uh it's easy to be uh be the outsider what is it monday morning quarterbacking is that that it I don't know. Is that an American uh, football phrase? Being uh, the outsiders. Right, yeah. And again, especially somebody who doesn't have kids yet who can't relate to that situation. But yeah, it's easy to see and be like, I wouldn't let my toddlers have a meltdown. I don't know how I would. I mean, I've like worked with kids, so I've had to deal with like, you know, kids fighting with you in public or not wanting to listen to you. But uh, what was the question you had asked me about? Oh, iPads. Okay. Technology is a big issue a lot of people had asked questions about that what's our philosophy so here's my thoughts on this Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm never gonna do it i'm never giving my child an ipad having a lovely meal with my gorgeous wife Mm -hmm. the kid watches a little peppa pig 20 minutes max 20 minutes max at the Uh table i say i won't do that Mm -hmm. i say that now Mm But ask me when I'm a parent, and oh. I value those twenty minutes and you just of just need absolute the time. silence. Yeah, or just the kid being entertained. Yeah, I'm so disgusting how we this. judge that as well. We're always yeah. like, parents who do that are lazy. It's tough because I've done a, a little bit of research about like screen time for kids and how it impacts, especially like young kids and babies. And like obviously, no parent wants their kid to be on screens too much. But I think again, it depends on like. How privileged are you in terms of childcare? Do you have somebody else you can ask to help right. out with the kids? If you have absolutely no one to help you, I can totally understand why you rely on that just to get through the day. It's just no different to... to giving your dog like a toy, something to chew on. <laughs> right, you're like, please like, take this and just chill out for yeah, a minute. Just chill out for a bit, please. Right, yeah. I think, I think, I also think there are a lot of really valuable educational things that kids can watch and play with. 
and um, I'm sure there are a lot of like shows um, like Baby Einstein or like I don't know what Peppa Pig does but I think she's nice um, another question people had was like about languages so like I feel like I would encourage my baby or my toddler or kid or whatever to watch like multilingual shows TBT to Dora but like there's a lot of options to where like your kids can watch TV and like learn something from it and it can be part of a well-rounded household. I will not have my child watch Peppa Pig. Why? What does Peppa do to you? Just, she scares me. I agree that kids' shows are fucking weird. It's very weird to watch them as the adult. Like, when you're watching kids watch the shows, they're weird as hell. That's hilarious. No, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I also want my kids to watch a lot of movies, because I think both of us value cinema (laughs) from students. (laughs) But, um, so, like, you know. I also love kid to Kid sit movies, there on yeah. a Sunday afternoon with my kids to watch like you know, 1992 movies, Lion King Disney movies Disney movies yeah. I, I teach them Marvel teach them Star Wars <laughs> true these no, kids truly. are going to be fucking nerds I swear to god if my like kid is into Marvel it would be like be the stoked. greatest achievement of my life because well, then I have something to share it's the greatest achievement for your kid to be into like one of the most popular franchises of all time aim no, higher just I, my kids then gonna be my best friend. Okay, so, so whichever kids like the you know Star Wars and Marvel stuff, are you gonna be your favorites? Right. And we what can if they don't? Like hot toys together. Mm. And... Are you, would you fight with the kids if they messed with your hot toys? Um, you have a collectible yes. shelf. These are like three hundred dollar sixth sixth, uh, sixth scale figure. scale figures. Very detailed, beautiful, collectible items, but you like arrange them so they're not in a box. They're like out to be displayed. But yeah, what would you do if the kids I, I just to, came in? I, I and only broke get them. like one of these a year, just because they're very expensive. He only well, you you oh, yeah. have I did I buy you one or did you no, buy that one? I never bought me one. You gonna buy me one? Yeah, I'll buy you one. <laughs> it's always on my list. My birthday's for in September. Gifts for you. Uh, yes, Nathan currently uh, owes owns one, and didn't you just order another one? I technically own two and a half. Are you counting Baby Yoda as the half? Okay. (laughs) He has the Black Panther one. Black Panther and Mandalorian with Baby Yoda. Yeah. So on its way. We're gonna have to arrange those, but yeah. Another related question to that was like, what would your kid's intranet diet look like? So I think there's one thing between like giving an iPad to your kids. What? Sorry. Intranet diet. Uh. Like how much screen time? Again, about the iPads and stuff. Um, I am a little bit sad when I see, like, babies that are, like, obsessed with, like, iPhones and those kind of, you know, smart devices. Because, um, obviously, they see everyone around them on them all the time. And then, like, kids learn to use them right away. And it's, I don't know, it seems kind of fucked up, like, looking at it. But also, it's like, oh, like, this baby is learning how to use a toy or a tool, you could say. So, is it, like, really that dystopian? I don't know. Um, I think that's us putting our own, like, adults, right. you know. It's a delicate uh, line to balance on, isn't it? So. Right. But also, I, I have thought, like, um, in terms of, like, how much how much do I want to, like, film my kids or, like, take pictures of them? That's a whole other issue. Not even to post publicly, but, like, literally just, like, to capture it for myself. And, like, I don't, I don't want to be constantly filming or taking pictures of my kids because, like, I've heard other parents say, like, their kids always say like mom like why don't you take a picture of me like you always film me or like take a picture when I do something good or like when I'm being funny or cute and so they like begin to associate that with value Mm -hmm. so like I don't want to make my kids think that you know I have to be filming them or whatever 
for them to be doing something important. And I want them to be able to have my attention without, you know, a phone in between us. But again, that's a very, I'm sure a very idealistic thing. Like, oh, I'm not going to let my kids see my phone too much. No fucking way. (laughs) I'm going to be on my phone. But I almost feel like, like, you know, when we're on the couch and we're watching something and I'm playing Animal Crossing for like hours and then I pick up my phone and then I'm playing Animal Crossing. I feel like I'm neglecting you and you're a fully grown adult. So, like, if you can feel hurt by that, do you feel hurt by that? I've I've told you that I do sometimes. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, really, I feel bad because, yeah, it's like, you know. You've got to get those parsnips. That's what you've got to go do. They're not parsnips, they're turnips, Turnips, and also that's only on Sundays, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I feel bad because, like, I consider it to be like, oh, this is our downtime, we're just chilling, we're watching TV, but also, like, just, yeah, like, the fact that, I guess what's my argument? I'm I'm there watching Cobra Kai or whatever, and I'm annoyed that you're watching another screen. It's no, but I think there's really there's something to the idea of quality time. Being, Even if you're both just engaged in watching the same thing, it's yeah. like it is nice to just be next to each other. And I can say like if I'm watching something and you're on your phone a lot, there's just something annoying about like seeing someone right. who just doesn't seem to be paying attention to you. Right. And like, I don't think you realize it when you're the one who's looking at your phone, but like from the other perspective, it's so obvious. obvious. And then you're really tra- tracking um, time. You do it in the car. Every time I know. you're talking, you're driving, you're always reading something. And I'm well, there's like, always something to learn. <laughs> just like well, jealous. I can't look at my phone or <laughs> that because I have to concentrate on the road. I feel like I'm always like, oh, I'm researching something. I'm reading something yeah. or I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm DJing and then I'm looking at fucking ways. And so I'm like, oh, I can't put my phone away. But I do. I do also like to put my phone away to enjoy the drive. So, note to self, put your phone down once in a while. Um, how do you feel about, um, what sort of age do you think, it's a two-part question, do you think mm-hmm. you're going to give your kid a, a mobile phone, mm. and when do you think you're, it's acceptable for your child to be on social media? This is a tough question also, because, again, idealistically, I'm like, oh, I want to keep my kids away from the toxicity of social media, because obviously it can be so hard um, on their self-esteem and it can be, you know, it can introduce them to a lot of toxic ideas, um, dangerous things even potentially. But then I think about, again, my own childhood and I had a lot of freedom. I could use the computer other than playing Sims and shit. I would like, I had my space when I was in like fifth grade. Yeah, I played with Sims (laughs) and shit on my computer. It's disgusting. It's pretty fucked up. My parents got mad. Um, (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so, like, I had MySpace from an early age, and then I had Facebook. Did you have and... No. I had AIM. What is that? Bebo was, like, a social media thing. Oh, no, never did. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I've grown up very much on social media, and I would say there are a lot of positive experiences that I had. It's the ways that I bonded with my friends. Like, you know, you keep up with the jokes and everything. So I can see from my own personal experience the benefits But also, I think there is a difference between people like our age-ish and even just somebody a couple years younger, like my younger brother, he was born in 2000. I think the experience has been a lot more intense for kids and teenagers in the last few years. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't imagine being 12 and like going on TikTok and seeing all these like, you know, 14-year-olds who look gorgeous. Like, we had, you know, we had our versions of like, 
you know, selfies and trying to look cute in your like MySpace pictures and shit, but it just was not the same. Like there were not the same standards of like beauty for teenagers or like middle school kids even. And so, um, yeah, I just think it's a lot more intense. And, you know, there have been studies that say that uh, the mental health of kids has been worsened a lot, especially due to this increased social media. So it does worry you, but then it's like, I always think like, how do you keep your kids away? Like, right. you know, you can, I had a lot of friends who were like, oh, I'm, I'm not allowed to have a Facebook, but I have one. <laughs> and like, or I'm not allowed to have this, but I have it because it's so easy to hide it from my parents. And um, I got my first phone. It was a flip phone in fifth grade. So I was like uh, 10, 11-ish. Yeah. And I think that was, it was nice to have it because, you know, I could, I couldn't really text because you had limited minutes, but I could like call my friends once in a while or just, it was nice to just have a little phone. And um, the kids who like didn't have a phone in like middle school were really weird because like, (laughs) (laughs) well, again, I had a very free childhood. So like my parents were not strict. Like me and my friends were friends because we could all go to like town center and hang out. And like, we were the kids who like our parents were just like, just come home later. So like there were other kids who like weren't allowed to go out without parents there or like weren't allowed to have a phone until they were like 14 or something. So I just couldn't relate to that. Um, But I also can see why as a parent, I'd probably want to be a more, not controlling parent, but a more, um, not even strict, but yeah, just more, I'd be more mindful and not that my parents weren't, but they weren't like, they weren't, hassling us about everything constantly because they had a lot of other stuff to juggle so i don't know right what would you say about age of phone and social media in my head i've got 14 because i think that's when i had my first phone mm-hmm. the social media one i find hard to answer so you were the weirdo without a phone <laughs> i had like a nokia uh, nokia or what do you guys nokia, call it? nokia yeah well actually it's different because again you're just a few years older than me but i right. think those few years made a big difference so that that's what i was going to say with social media was like kind of growing up with social media it was like you never had um an age where okay it's okay for you to go on this Mm because it wasn't socially accepted as a as a thing yet does that make sense it was just all new yeah Yeah, it's all new like Like, the internet was a thing but like that was still well it wasn't new but you know what i'm trying to say it's like the whole the whole idea of social media was completely new so like as things came out, As it things was just came kind out, of like... It was just like, oh, I'm going to have my MySpace. I'm going to have my Bieber. I'm going to have my Facebook. Now I'm going to have my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to have my Instagram. And now you're going to have your TikTok. Mm-hmm. And like it came out in like that sort of order. Um, so it's a difficult question to answer. Of like, when are you going to allow your kid to be exposed to those sorts of things? Because we have no idea what the landscape is going to be like. Right. And I'm like, if my kid's going to be bullied for not having a Facebook page or like an instagram account or something like that well, that's the thing too is like you don't want them to miss out and i i, I get that fomo is like meh, whatever but i think it is valid to an extent that like you do miss out on a lot of things be it e- even just the basic everyday communication with your friends in like a group chat or like memes like if you're not on those things as a kid i think you feel it a lot more because like the other hours of the day you're in school so like when everybody's off of school or like in their own private life, that's when a lot of those like formations happen and like inside jokes, but also you could be like bullied online and like there's all kinds of fucked up shit that happens with that. So like... You know how like you're given a talk when you're like younger for like the talk? 
I don't think I ever had the talk. I've thought about this before and I'm like, I do not recall. I mean, I have an older sister, but I don't feel like she ever told me. I'm like, how did I ever figure this shit out? Other than like sex ed and in school. But anyway, sure. In (laughs) in theory, you're supposed to maybe have some form of the talk. Sure. Um, I feel like you need something like that for social media and the internet Mm. as well. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, you know, it's not a good idea to like take a dick pic right because it could do this and right. all this sort of stuff yeah. and like when you're like a teen um, sending nudes or even send- just suggestive kind of pictures right. yeah yeah and then like privacy issues like oh yeah understanding who can see your page who can't see your page and like mm-hmm. who, who can see your messages who can't see your messages and all that sort of stuff like um i think the whole privacy around social media and is is hugely important and i think um you know, and, and not only that, but like the whole liking and not disliking, right? And like right. All, all of that comes under that feeling like shit because you only got a few likes or whatever, right? And just understanding for what it is rather than like it becoming part of your personality, if that makes sense, or, or your, your mood and your uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I get it. I know. I think, I think it's hard for me too because like. I, I think I had a decent experience in like middle school and high school, so I never experienced like being bullied really harshly or like at all really. So like like saying you had a good middle school experience is very rare. I mean, I definitely had some like ups and downs and awkward shit, but like generally I had good friends, so I felt very like supported. I felt like I don't, I don't know. I guess I would say I was popular in middle school. In eighth grade, I was president and I was voted best personality and I have to mention it every time. Um, so yeah, I think I had like a good experience and I never experienced that horrible feeling of like being bullied in the ways that a lot of kids are. So I don't know what that is like and I don't know if there's much that you can do to avoid that. Um, it's just also like being a, like aware of, I think what I was trying to say earlier was like, when you're tagging, like, a picture, make sure you tag, like, everyone. Because for that one person who's not tagged in it, that could be, like... There's just such, like... There are so many nuances to social media. Yeah. And and especially as a kid, like, every little thing like that can be really powerful. I mean, even as adults, to be honest. We're still, Honestly. like, self-conscious about that shit. And, like, you know, I have, like, older people in my life who are concerned about, like, who likes their post on Facebook. Or, like, so-and-so doesn't comment on my posts. Right. And so I think it's a very natural thing. My mom thing. sometimes will be like, I said happy birthday to them on Facebook, <laughs> but when it's my birthday, they never said happy birthday back to me. Exactly. And I'm like, oh my God. There's all these like doing to you? unspoken things, but also like not universally agreed upon standards. Right. So like something that doesn't bother someone can be a really big deal to somebody else. So exactly. Yeah. As a kid, that's hard. I think that's a good point though, is like just being open with your kids and trying to start that dialogue and like not being like, oh, social media is bad. You shouldn't be on that. You're wasting your time, blah, blah, blah. Like, you might believe that, sure. Kids spend a lot of time on that. I'm, you know, I definitely did. But like, yeah, I think having those conversations and like raising that opportunity for your kids, they might not want to talk to you about it. But um, I think it's good for them to know that like you want to be understanding and you want to ask about it rather than just like not having that conversation. It's even like you say sometimes when you're taking pictures around this neighborhood, you're like, oh, let's make sure that we take a picture where it doesn't look like it's clearly this. Right. I don't want anything defining. I don't want any street names. And I names. think that's, yeah. for me, would be important as a parent of my, for my kid to just be like, okay, well, if you're going to go do go to the beach that day, make sure, and you're, you're repeatedly going to that beach during the summer, 
make sure you take a picture of something that's like not so obvious you're not like standing by like the hollywood sign taking a picture <laughs> do you know what i'm trying to say yeah yeah where especially some, up here someone could be like oh i know where that place is because like for like safety safety for for a young mm-hmm. child yeah a young teen sort of thing that was another question that people had was um about us posting about our kids and i've talked about this in my videos about you know family vloggers and stuff and i want to talk it I've, I've wrote another video about it but i just never made it yet so i just want to talk more about like parenting and how much is okay to post about your kids whether or not you're like famous like a mommy blogger or if you're just someone who's a parent with facebook or instagram because even even if you have a private friend group you're still probably posting to like a few hundred people that you might not know super well. Um, and I've thought a lot about like how, like I, 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 at this point, I don't think I would show my kids online. And um, Melanie Murphy, that one of the moms that I've been following, um, she's made the decision not to show her kid's face and not to show, not to share their name. And a lot of people have been really weird to her about it. Like literally either trying to like, like see if she's like accidentally gonna slip up and like show it or like trying to guess or getting mad at her for not sharing it and she's like why do these people feel entitled to my kid's face or name like it's fucking weird and that that even proves the parasocial relationship even more is like the fact that people we're so used to seeing family vloggers and mommy vloggers and showing your cute kids that's very normal but like it's become so normalized that now it's like a weird offensive thing for you to choose not to do. And okay. I think it's fucked up to, to force parents, even though even if the parents in the public eye in some way, like that does not mean in any way that you have any right to see or know anything about their kids. Right. And like she's talking about, you know, her experiences as a parent and she talks about her kid, but she's like, I have a right to talk about parenting and whatever I feel comfortable with. But, like, she's drawing the line with, like, I'm not going to focus my content on my kid. And I think that's the distinction to make. But I think I admire that. And I I imagine I would do the same because I, I just wouldn't want to post publicly about my kids. And I don't want to start their, like, digital footprint too early. Like, because a lot of kids, like, especially for family vloggers and stuff, like their parents make them an Instagram account immediately. Right. And like the kid will be like three years old and have a million Instagram followers. That's disgusting. Who the fuck is following a kid? Like, yes, I'm sure there's many well-meaning people who just think the kid is cute, but there's a lot of creeps out there and there's a lot of like, just too many people know who your kid is. They right. know your kid's name. They know your kid's hobbies. It's fucked up. And yeah, so I, I get heated every time I think about family vlogging but i mean yeah i just think kids have a right to um that privacy even from a young age even even from when they're babies i think it's a different question though like for i'd say private citizens like just regular people posting on their personal page i even think then i don't necessarily know if i want just anyone who's like like i don't i don't have my facebook anymore and i don't have a private instagram but like if i did would i still want to post that I mean, I want my family and, like, close friends to see stuff, but... I was going to say, it depends on, like, for me, 100%, very uncomfortable with the idea of you posting it on your page. Right, yeah. But, like, for me, with my, my like, Facebook or something like that, where I know it's just my people who I know... Your friends list is small, too. Small, yeah. right. Uh, excuse me? Sorry, you have a very few friends. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, I used to have thousands of friends, and you have, like, what, a hundred? 
Um, I. It it depends on like where we are. Like if like we're still in New York,、mm. then it's nice to keep not just your family but your friends updated with. How's the kid? How's the family?、Yeah. Exactly, and it's like you know, I don't see the harm, too much harm, in doing that. But again,、um, I think it does require you to be aware of like who's on your friends list and. Well, you know. I know for a fact my Facebook is just from people who I actually know. Right. I I because I, I know I went for a fa- like I went for a day or two of going through my friends list of being like. Oh, you're not a、this? friend. You're just someone who I knew an acquaintance at a party. I met you literally for five seconds. Yeah. Right. So people who are on my Facebook are people who I know. Yeah. Now I can't say I don't know if any of them are like creeps or not. I don't know that because it's like、mm-hmm. it's not like it's written across their forehead. It's just it's、right. a, a hidden thing. But on that note, I still think it's important, even on a private page, to be careful what you're posting because yet again, like. I don't want to say like everyone's a creep, but there definitely are creeps out there, and that's the reality. But it's like you know, are you gonna post like bath pictures, even with like an、oh, emoji no, or no, something no, or no. a sticker, or are you gonna post like I don't know, like again, family vloggers? It's like a lot of like swimming or gymnastics, and like of course those are ordinary fun activities for kids. But creeps search out certain types of content, so like yeah, I think you have to be careful, and also even. Not even just that type of stuff, but like sometimes people post like you know their kids having a meltdown or you know yeah I wouldn't post any mean spirited stuff about your kids or like、I、embarrassing stuff. I think the pictures would be like very staged pictures. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't think it would be anything too revealing. Yeah, I hope not. Right. <laughs> And we're back for a few more questions.、Um, somebody had asked view on the patriarchal kids take dad's last name convention, which made me think of.、Um, I had asked people about like marriage on my Instagram once, and、um, some people had gone in my DM saying like, basically their opinion is like, marriage is stupid and patriarchal, and any woman who decides to get married to a man is essentially just falling for like the patriarchy. And like it's very unfeminist, and I was like, oh my god, drag me.、Um, <laughs> I was like, well, I disagree with that, but okay.、Um, in terms of like marriage and traditions and stuff, that's a whole other topic. But、um, I've definitely considered like what traditions. I don't. I'm I'm not a very traditional person, so I don't care about it like for the sake of, you know, keeping up with shit. And I would like to have like a small wedding, blah blah blah. But just the institution of marriage, obviously, the history is rooted in like. Literally, women being transferred as property from your father to your husband, and blah blah blah. So, like, yes, I agree that like the history of marriage is like inherently patriarchal. Is that does that make sense?、Um, but I have to like reckon with that because I still want to get married. I guess for us, it's like for a lot of practical reasons, obviously、right. with like visas and living in different countries and stuff. So that's part of it, but also. Hey, I'd like to marry you. Hey, thanks. Hey. <laughs> By the way, we're not engaged, but we've had these discussions,、um, and yeah, I think like you know, if 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 things were different, like if marriage wasn't a necessity for us, pretty much, maybe we would have had those conversations. Like, hey, is marriage important, or would you rather just like be in a relationship, like just just as we are? But I also think when you add kids to the equation. Being married does have some legal benefits, and so like there are, there are just other reasons why I think it's a 
a standard and I don't think it's fair to assume that every, you know, woman who marries a man is a an unfeminist idiot, basically. Those DMs, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> shit. Well, when you see someday my marriage announcement, you're gonna think I'm an idiot. Um, so this question, this person wasn't, you know, trying to say that, but the idea that I should take your last name when, when we get married or the kids should have your last name, I've thought about this because, um, I mean, personally, I love my last name, Ferguson. It works for me. And Tiffany White, like, <laughs> I don't love it. I'm going to be honest. I don't like it that much. No offense to your family name. <laughs> Is that like the most offensive thing? No, it's I'm not like, I know it's your, your whole family and like the history of your lineage, but I hate it. No, I mean, I don't hate it. There are definitely... I would say I'm neutral about like the actual name white, though there are so many jokes to be made about us being white people and, and uh, a white family. Want, like, and our... It's the worst politician name. <laughs> yeah, just terrible. White. Vote white. Yeah, yeah it's always cringy. White, Jesus ugh. Christ. Well, I don't think either of us are going to be politicians, but... Um... No. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so that's a factor. But then I just think, I'm like, well, I think I'm always going to have my professional name probably just be Tiffany Ferguson. Um, I can't see myself changing that. And some people have asked, oh, what about hyphenated names? That's just too much. It's not for me. White for you? No. Ferguson White? Like, mm, no, it's too much. There's too much going on. That's not for me. If it's for you, that's fine. Or we just fine. make up a name. Or we could just make up a... That's a new thing. That's... You might be joking, but I'm it's... joking. I, I, is that actually a thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's a new, like, kind of more progressive idea in that, you know, you, you are starting a new family and therefore perhaps the most equitable, fresh way to start your family is to have a new name. What if we did, like, some actual terrible combination? Like, Fergusite? Or Fright? Fright! That would be horrible. Wow. Yeah. Could be worse. <laughs> Wurgeson? White? Wurgeson? Wiggison? No, Wiggison? this is horrible. Really no. bad. But if we just wanted to think of a new name, like, is there a last name that you love for some reason? <sighs> no. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I hadn't really thought about it, if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, that's I, because like you're to... a man and you don't have to think about changing your name because my, my reality as a woman is that I do. I know. I, I was being, that. I was using an annoying voice there, but it is kind of a true sentiment that it's something. I do want my kids to, to pick up my last name. You do? Yeah. Why? Just it is like a, I've been obsessed with uh, myheritage.com recently. Doing my family <laughs> we did too. our ancestry stuff. Yeah. yeah. Obsessed with it. It is. It is it's interesting. So interesting. Yeah. And I like love Game of Thrones and like the houses of Targaryen oh. and houses of this and that sort of stuff, like mystical. Fantasy. So you want House of White? I want like a house of the white. The white no, house. I'm in say? the house of white. Yeah, you're in the house of white. Um, and I just like, <laughs> I like the thought of my in my head my family tree going back to the heritage thing, mm. having my my kids carrying on that white name. Ugh, sorry, the way you just said that was terrible. Oh god, well, how, do we, white, how do we take the, the racial connotation? Say, the way I say white? white is better than when the Americans say white. Okay, well we're not saying white ever. I know. So. That, that to me, me saying white is the way you should say the color white and Nathan white. Mm -hmm. But to me, when people go white, it's... Uh, I think it's very rare these days. I think only older people tend to say that. But some people... I heard it some, today. I heard really? It today. Yeah. I who? heard it today. I'm not going to tell you In who. In the office? I'm not going to tell you who. I just heard it today. 
Interesting. Whoever it was, banished. Uh, anyway. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, regarding like the family tree, that was actually something I got um, a little bit upset about. <laughs> Me sitting there being upset doing my Ancestry.com. It was fascinating, by the way. I would love to dive into my findings, but I, I had been going back in and trying to just go like as far back in every line that I could. And it gets really messy because it's like, like, should I define my family line by like my dad's dad's family line or like my mom's mom or dad's family line or my dad's mom's line like there are so many lines even just from your own grandparents on my mom's side i have a line of cocks <sighs> okay so the the name could be worse yeah, exactly. we lucked out so. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i i kept looking and then sometimes i would you know you go through the man's lineage obviously because that's the way that the trees work and then i would i would get stuck at certain points and then there would be more documents for the the wife's side and I'd be like you know like how fucking different would my tree be if I were only focusing on the women's sides if it were a matriarchal family tree and I was like wow that really changes the shape of history and then I got really sad thinking about like which ancestors have I just completely like forgotten or disregarded because they happen to be women or in the future regarding my own family tree people are going to be tracing everything to you as my husband, and they're gonna disregard me. So when it comes to this question of having my kids have my husband's name, um, I mean, because I'm okay with taking your name, I would want obviously our kids to have our name as well. I feel like it for, it's like so annoying, but it's like bureaucratic for paperwork, for documents. It does help to have the same last name as your kids. That's what I've heard some people who don't change their last name. Um, can sometimes struggle with that because it just becomes like a little messier. For some reason, people think, oh, there's no way a parent might have a different name than their kids. Um, and yeah, when it comes to like, should the kids have the hyphenated name? It's like, again, I just think hyphenated names, it's just too long. Too many things to write out. I don't really like the hyphen. It doesn't really go that well together. So <laughs> it's gonna have to be a no. But uh, I'm not too bothered by it. Again, I'm fine with ruminating on the idea of you know how feminist is marriage is there a way to have a feminist marriage and i think there are ways to of course have a feminist relationship and therefore have a feminist married life uh but yeah the institution of marriage blah 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 the history it's a lot it's a lot to consider and i totally understand why people um want to question it and i want to question it as well but that's another topic for another day after I rant about it for so long, I'm like, we'll get into it later. I don't want to get started. <laughs> okay, do we have one last question? Yes. Some people asked about gender, gender expression, gender specific clothing, even like gender reveal parties when you have kids. Um, so do we have any ideas of like raising our kids gender neutral I, perhaps? I, um, what are your thoughts? Um... I guess my thoughts on it are, I'm open to the idea of um, like gender neutral colors. Mm -hmm. um, I just, yeah, outside of that, I'm just not either educated or, you know. Right, I think there's a lot to research subject, into research the... into all of it, but I, I, I think there is an argument for gender neutral colors. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I definitely would not do like a gender reveal. I don't wanna like, 
stress. <laughs> Those are so ridiculous. It's so stupid, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I love it. I get uh, that you're excited about your baby, and you might be excited as a parent because knowing the sex of your baby can be can make it feel more real. That's right. like what a lot of people have said. But to like make a whole fucking thing about it and to like have fucking fireworks and flammable shit and burn fucking California down, truly so stupid. The audacity. People are very extra. Why can't you just why can't you just read the paper at home and go, cool, it's a whatever, it's a baby. But that's that's just not my thing. So um yeah, obviously wouldn't do that. And then I I mean there are some people who literally like from birth want to raise their kids gender neutral as in I, I would assume kind of in a non-binary sense, like maybe using they them pronouns. Um and while I find that interesting, I don't think, well, I definitely would not choose that for my kids. I, I know that gender ex- expression and everything can be very confining, but I think there's a lot to be considered when it comes to um, raising a kid that way. And I think a lot of it comes from just within the society that we're in because that's so uncommon. I feel like that's just like immediately making your kid different which might be cool because they might you know learn a lot and be a little more progressive than other kids but also for kids that might be a little too complicated to start to get into though i think it's important i think it's important to introduce the ideas of different genders to kids early Um, but i would say i would wait until the kids have their own ideas of their own personal gender identity or expression and sexuality and everything else um, before I would suggest it to them necessarily, right. but when, yeah, when it comes to clothes, like Can you, you imagine our parents trying to get their heads around us, <laughs> like when they get our kid a, a toy at Christmas and stuff. Yeah, I just I don't want it in that color, please. Like that's that's gendered. Actually, though, I mean, I will say I don't want people to be hyper focused on the gender of the kids. Like, right. do not hyper feminize or hyper masculinize. What am I saying? Like, I don't need everything for a boy to be blue, 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 boy, boy, boy. Like, where's his girlfriend? Like, type of shit. Uh, Not my cup of tea. Don't assume the sexuality of this child while they're an infant. Um, (laughs) But I think those are just traditions. Those are just things that we've come to see as, like, normal and cute. Like, aha, that little boy's gonna be a heartbreaker. He's gonna date all the girls. It's like, okay. But I get why it's important to, like, question that. And just, like, don't talk about kids dating, for example. Like, you can... You can say a kid's cute or whatever, or it'd be like, oh, what a sweet child, but like... I love it when a kid cries for a long time, and they're like, oh, there's some lungs on that kid. It's going to be a singer. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm like, okay. There's just so much weird shit that comes to, like, raising kids. (laughs) The type of ideas that we plant in their heads. But, um, yeah, when it comes to, like, um, clothing and toys and sports and activities and stuff, of course, I just want the kids to be able to dress and behave and be however they want to be if they want to get different types of haircuts or like you know clothing whatever sports activities of course we wouldn't want to like confine them to very specific gendered ideas of that or i mean i'm assuming what do you think about like sports or clothes or i agree with everything you just said damn okay cool (laughs) good we're on the same page all right well i think that is about it we need to start making dinner and we want to watch our shows and chill but nathan thank you for being on this i hope you guys enjoyed hearing nathan and his voice and his uh perspectives 
and let us know what you guys think about everything. Please leave us a YouTube comment. You know I fucking love YouTube comments. Leave one if you're watching on YouTube, please. Thank you so much. Okay. And a like. And a like. Of course, give it a like. Anything else, Nathan? I just smash that like button. Absolutely smash it. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks. Bye. I wanted you to join us. Uh, bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. bye. <laughs>